Welcome to the PetSpace podcast. We had the pleasure of speaking with one of our PetSpace adopters today, David Hoffman. You may recognize him while starring next to an emu in the unforgettable Liberty Mutual commercials, but the real star of David's show is his dog, Duke. After adopting Duke and finding David on Instagram, he made a beautiful post about how he couldn't believe this was his new best friend. David shared his moving story of overcoming his fear of dogs and how they have continued to heal and brighten his life. Please welcome today's guest, David Hoffman. David, welcome to the Pet Space Podcast Studio. Thank you. It's quite fancy. Very <laughs> low-key fancy. Yeah, I like Humble it. Humble fancy. It reminds us that there's pets here. There's a lot of pet stuff in here. Yeah, we try to keep it, you know, related to what we're doing here. But no pets, so we're not distracted. Pet-free. We've thought about the pets in studio, but the chaos factor? Yeah. I have one pet in particular that someone asked me this morning, are you going to bring Tina in? And I said, uh in a china shop. I know who Tina is. Oh, I've seen do? on the Instagram. She's the one who's been here for a long time, right? And she spends a lot of time in my mm-hmm. office with me. But if she were in here with us right now, she would be on my lap, like heavy breathing in the mic. It would be Tina's episode. Yes, it yeah. would be the Tina okay. show. So right, let's keep Tina where she belongs right now. Right. This is my time. It's okay. it's the David show Thank today. You. Thank you. So David. Yes. The whole reason I initially messaged you was because of a single Instagram post. Actually, it was your actions leading up to the Instagram post. You're a pet space adopter. Mm-hmm. So kudos. Thank you. Thank you. It changed my life. And that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. So I want to read a little excerpt. I have my note sure. of your Instagram post because uh, when you adopted, one of our staff members is incredibly good at recognizing faces. Okay. And she is our sleuth, and she comes running in, and she goes, I think the guy from the Liberty Mutual (laughs) insurance commercials just adopted a pet from us. (laughs) And I was like, amazing. Let's look it up. So we stalked you a bit. Great. And um, followed you, and we always wait for our adopters to post something because we want to see how our pets are doing. Yeah, yeah. What if I returned them? (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. So uh, we wait and wait, and a few days later, you make this beautiful post. I'm going to read it. So David posted with some beautiful pictures of who we knew as King, but you wound up naming Duke. And it said, that's our new pup. If you had shown me these pictures when I was in my 20s, I'd be shocked and confused. I was really scared of dogs, and then I got to spend time with a few over the last decade. And once you let them in, it's just pure love both ways. This is Duke, and we fell in love immediately last week. Jamie, too. Chester's getting there, but has secured an underground bunker for when (laughs) the puppy energy is too much. But I know one day I'll have a pic or video of the two of them being adorable with each other. Duke is a love bomb. And I just thought, man, how does one go from never probably wanting a dog or being afraid of a dog to coming into an adoption center and adopting not a puppy, but a young male, kind of large (laughs) dog? So can you take Why were you afraid of dogs? Or can you give us a little history about your road to adoption? 
Yeah, I um so most of my life I had cats mm-hmm. and that's who Chester is. He's my cat. I figured. Yeah, and uh I love cats. I still love cats. I think they're just so intelligent and 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 I think they're passionate and at least in my experience and they they are such great companions and I I can go on and on about cats. You can talk about it's the pet space <laughs> podcast it's so true. you can talk about pet, cats all you want. <laughs> uh, and 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 Chester deserves that. But yes. but this post was about Duke. So I'll say, um, as a kid, as an adult, I always had cats. And I kind of had this attitude towards dogs. Um, you know, if you don't grow up with them, you're not around them, and you're maybe a nervous person. Mm-hmm. Um, a big, if my, my first few experiences with were with bigger, louder dogs, which always came off to me as aggressive yeah. as a kid. And I grew up on army bases, and um, the housing there, you're always attached your house is attached with other people and one of the places we lived in fort campbell kentucky are your yards your backyards touch it was like a 10 by 10 little yard with a gate and the next door neighbors had this big messy mangy dog named bandit and i I can hear their voice now be like bandit 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 (laughs) and he would just like bark his face off at us and I dreaded walking by him. Mm. And I, it was just like, and so it just developed kind of this attitude. Like, that's what dogs are like. And I can't deal. And then in L.A. once I was uh, hiking Running Canyon. Mm-hmm. I was going up a steep part. It was a crowded time of day. And somebody had their dog, probably Duke's exact size, maybe even close to his breed. But mm-hmm. this was 15 years ago. And he's off leash and he comes bounding down the hill straight at me. Now, knowing Duke now, I know he was probably playing and excited. Who knows? Maybe. But this dog came barreling at me, tackled me, and like his claws like scratched my thigh. And I was so upset and I scared. Coming from an avid dog lover, dogs are scary. They can't. I mean, like now if I see somebody scared of Duke, I'm like, what is your problem? He's the most gentle being on earth. But when it happened, like, and the owner didn't seem that bothered that it happened. And I was, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can put him on a leash. And and then my friend got a dog. Again, looking back, probably exact size and, and close to the same breed as Duke. Yeah. And I remember just, I brought such a nervous energy to him. Yeah. Which made him have a nervous and energy. And can't blame you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it was always kind of like, oh, he's scared of dogs. And I started owning that. Yeah, I'm not good with dogs. I'm, a, I'm scared of dogs. And then I had a girlfriend um, 10 years ago mm-hmm. who had a little dog living in Louisiana. It was a Chewini. And I had a cat at that time named Bella. And this girlfriend was like, I got to get him out here. And I was really nervous, but I was also scared, more scared of her than of dogs. Okay. So I was like, anything you want. Well, on a ch- Chawini, no offense. They can be intense. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I loved him. Uh-huh. Absolutely loved him. And we bonded so quickly. But then... We broke up and like, so it was only like a couple months and I was heartbroken. He was gone. But that was my dog chapter, I thought. And then I met my wife Mm -hmm. um, five years ago and she had um, like a a 13 year old um, Costa Rican beach dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So adorable, but definitely in her golden years. Yeah. And her energy was very and she was so sweet to me from the beginning. And as in her final Weeks, months, you mm-hmm. know, I think almost everybody who's a dog owner knows the stage where like the walks are very slow yeah. and sad. And like you see younger dogs and you're like, oh, I wish you could run around like that. And your old dog kind of looks at those younger dogs like, yeah, I was there too. And 
I miss those days. Yeah. And yeah. It's it, it was really tough. And it not I don't know how deep we want to go, but I'll say at the same time that we were losing her, I was losing my mom. Mm. And it was this I feel she actually kind of prepared me for tough goodbyes. And yeah. and it was it was it was brutal. I mean, we did the in home euthanasia. Yeah. And, I mean, it was really hard. And within weeks my mom passed and and then, and then my wife and I had been trying to get pregnant for four years. Mm-hmm. And right after my mom passed, she got pregnant. Oh. And then I had a miscarriage two months later. Oh. So 2022 was we lost Blanquita, our dog, my mom, and the miscarriage. And so we were... Just insult bad injury. Yeah, tough, tough, tough time. Yeah. And then August... It was August, and we had this plan. My mom had lived in Colorado. We were going to go there in August to do a celebration of life for her. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe the night before we were leaving. My wife just turns to me. She goes, do you follow Annenberg Pet Space? I was like, no, what's that? And she showed me this dog. And, like, we'd every now and then been like, maybe one day we will. And let's focus on a baby. I don't know. And she showed me this picture. It was not Duke. It was a dog named, I think his name is Chicken Nugget. Oh, yeah. And he had this little droop ear. And I was like, I'd meet that dog. He also had a chronic heart condition. He did. And I I, I hate to be this guy, but like that's what kind of like scared us off a little bit. Because we're very active and You know what's interesting about that is that um, I've been in animal welfare for about ten years. And five years ago, uh, if you had a dog missing a leg, missing an eye with a health condition, you know, people had this propensity uh, to kind of put that disability or whatever you want to call it aside and and help and go Mm. above and beyond and help and I honestly I think since the pandemic people and and with loss and kind of loss through the pandemic people have really had to I think they're processing stress a little differently and loss a little differently and dogs that have those conditions seem or cats seem to be moving a little slower than before Mm. because I think people have a lot going on in their lives and those conditions like you said not that you didn't want to help that dog but it's a lot to handle and it's interesting to see how people are processing the animals they take in differently now it's that's great to hear because like it's being more honest with yourself Mm -hmm. because and also like adopting a pet because I mean I've done a lot of cats through the years and it's it's a you know you know when it's a match yeah and it's either a match or it isn't mm-hmm. and like I I'm guessing Chicken Nugget got adopted he did okay great and he to a really lovely family and a perfect match I'm sure I actually see him from to time from time to time in our groom room we have oh. a uh, for those that have not been to pet space there's a small grooming studio and every once in a while I'll walk through and there's now he's quite large and oh, really? shaggy and doesn't look anything like he looked like. We he's thought not a he chicken was, nugget. He's a, he's, he's a full chicken breast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's so nice. He's doing so well. So oh, yes, so chicken nugget got his happily ever that's after. That's great to hear. And yes. and so it is. And so if we had felt that match, like heart condition, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But we knew where we were, and we had dealt with some illness and these types of things. Yeah. And we wanted energy and and. Um, Somebody who could be active. Yeah, some light. Yeah, so so we actually emailed right away about Mm -hmm. Chicken Nugget. And so we were going to be gone that weekend. And then we found out you guys are closed Monday and Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, Wednesday, we'll go see Chicken Nugget. You know, probably not going to be a fit, but maybe there'll be somebody else. And then we saw this dog. His name was Bert sometimes, and sometimes it was (laughs) King. And he just looked so 
uh, robust and and handsome and charming and I, I had told my wife I was like I think I want to go little dog you know big dog's a bit much for that me. was going to be one of my questions for you because it's interesting that you all picked the size dog you picked for someone who was apprehensive yeah. about dogs yeah I mean my wife was, uh, so Blanquita was probably 70 pounds so mm -hmm. she was bigger and but I was like oh it's so much more manageable with a little one now when I'm walking Duke and I see like somebody with a little dog That's I'm like right. I don't get those people yeah. I, I don't get people who adopt <laughs> little ones but um I didn't I was like let's see if that's like his maximum size or like let's see how he looks in person mm -hmm. and then we started to get i mean we were looking obsessively because that that was friday we found him and we couldn't come until wednesday uh -huh. so we were obsessively refreshing making sure because our website him. updates in real time <laughs> it's our new pictures what's going yeah. on let's try to figure him out and um but we weren't like he is our guy we're like we're gonna see we're mm -hmm. gonna see and you know what it's okay for us to walk away we don't have to adopt somebody this is just us dipping our toe in and we came came here wednesday pretty much right when you opened mm -hmm. and um we started looking around and we saw him and it wasn't a love at first sight like through the through the window mm -hmm. it was like okay there he is i guess like this happened with our son actually too like i expected in the first moment to just be like soul <gasps> this is it and now it is with my son, but yes. but it just wasn't there right away. And so we asked to get Duke out of his kennel, his kennel, and yeah. um, which for those of you who have not been here, this is like a luxury hotel. Like you it's, could call it's, it a suite. Yeah, I, guess. I would say it's a suite. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm sure he prefers our house, but it was it's still a very very nice. We were very pleased. To it's see a good them. halfway spot yeah, on yeah. the way to a preferred forever home. home. Yes. Yeah. So he came out, and there's like a little area where you can play and I mean looking back it's funny he was showing so much of himself but like I mean he lives to play yeah and cuddle but it wasn't quite giving us a ton of attention he was just happy to be out and about and running around just out of that kennel yeah he yeah. was thrilled and but we, we were we're like oh he's, he's he looks great he seems cool I don't know I'm just not feeling it quite yet and we said we just need to go outside and talk for a little bit yeah. So we went outside, and my wife was like, I'm ready to do it. And I was like, I, I don't You're know. You're like, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's just see. Are there other shelters we could go to? And and I was like, let's go back in. Maybe we can spend a little more time with him. Mm -hmm. And we went. He had just gone for a walk. And somebody, I forget who it was, they're like, you want to take him to Barks and Rec mm -hmm. and run him around a little bit. That's our play yard. Great name. <laughs> we take him out there, and whoever was with us was like, you know, he doesn't love when somebody takes his toy, so just make sure to don't take his toy. So we throw it, and he—I have video of it. He was mm -hmm. a man possessed. Like, he was sprinting, still not paying attention to us. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't think he gives a care. He's, he's just obsessed with he this ball. He was playing hard to get. Yeah. And I, so then somebody brought him back in, and we're like, we're going we're gonna to let you know in a few minutes. And I was like, I don't want to get pushed into decisions. I don't know. She's like, I don't want to push you, but I really think we got to take the leap. And I was so nervous. But eventually, my wife is wonderful about this. And, mm -hmm. and she's she's more adventurous than I am about a lot of things. And she's never been wrong, though, about taking a chance. That's It's nice to have that balance. It is. Yeah. And so I just went. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it to please her. Right. And then I just thought about it. And I was like, <laughs> this is so awful. But I was like. In a worst case, we bring him back. Well, I, it was just, I didn't, but I knew there was no way I would. Oddly, he had, you mentioned both uh, yeah. of his names. Yeah. He was originally Bert. He was a litter of two, Bert and Ernie. 
I did not know that. Yes. So he arrived as Bert and Ernie. They were two. Did they look? Did Ernie look like him? Yeah, they look very similar. <gasps> Actually, I, I we follow Ernie on Instagram <gasps> too. So we, I'll connect you, David. We'll do an Instagram Whoa. connection. Maybe he's come to a couple of our events. Maybe you can oh. have brother meet up. Oh my God, that's <laughs> I'm emotional. That's so exciting. He lo- they look very similar. Oh my God. Um, Separated and, at how how many? Uh, they probably actually. It's uh, his brother came back too. Oh my! And was here longer than we thought because so so your dog Bert slash King slash now Duke. He was actually adopted by an NFL, oh, sorry, NBA player <gasps> who had been transferred to teams, and they decided they just didn't want to move with him. This is blowing my mind. Yeah. I feel like I'm like on a genealogy show. This is oh yeah, the, hello. This is ancestry. Well, ancestry sponsor the Headspace podcast. <laughs> oh my god. So um, he, for whatever reason, the person who originally adopted him decided, you know, I just can't move with this dog. So he came back to us. We have an open adoption policy and an open return policy. We always take responsibility for our pets no matter what. So he came back to us, and I I just looked it up before he got here, and I think he was adopted at eight weeks old and okay. was in that home for about seven months. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a long time to be settled into a home and then come back, like you said, to a place that it's – it's nice here. We take amazing care of our animals, yes. but it's not a home. And when yeah. you grow up in a home, it's a tough transition. So, you know, and then he's no longer eight week old puppy. He's yeah. uh, eight month, nine month old. We call them plain brown dogs. <laughs> lovingly, very lovingly. There's this this strain in California that they're just kind of handsome but unremarkable kind of medium brown i beg to differ (laughs) no offense dude uh medium brown dog so you know we're like oh now he's a kind of larger plain brown Mm -hmm. male dog and that's tough so he was bert then king and then y'all found him wow Uh, this is this is amazing and i can't wait to tell my wife this yeah Uh, he so we yeah we've always kind of wondered about his previous and i remember we were told that he we heard a little bit of a different story that he was like adopted at two weeks old oh. and then no, two weeks is much too yeah. young <laughs> and then he was like with this owner for about a year and then he came back and had been here for about two weeks and the story like the person didn't know the full story but they were like yeah the owners had to move out of state they did and yes. we <laughs> <laughs> that is true we were a bit paranoid we we're like out of state that seems like a weird excuse how could you leave this guy behind and, and I'm not judging anybody, yeah. but we were like, there's probably more to it. He's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. And we took him home and, you know, Chester ran our house. Mm-hmm. He was in charge. As and, cats do, actually, yeah. I've found. Yes. <laughs> and I was very subservient to him um, <laughs> because I wanted my cuddles. And he, I mean, from the minute Duke came in, he moved under the bed. Mm-hmm. This was at our old house. Things are so much better now, just like the Instagram post said. One day I'll have pictures and videos. I do. So... He, um, Duke came in. Well, all right, let me go back. Okay. So we take the leap. We adopt him. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, this is actually happening. We got to get him a, a leash or mm-hmm. whatever. We go down to the gift shop here mm-hmm. and he's going nuts. And I'm like, what have <laughs> oh, we done? And he's like banging around in the shop, knocking stuff down. Is it too soon to return this dog? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And my wife's laughing. She's like, oh, he's funny. And we get him in the car and I was like, I'll, my wife drove. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll sit in the back with him. 
and it's like an Uber home. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually the calmest bike uh, bike ride, calmest car ride he's ever had, oh. which is shocking. But right. he was like unsure, and then he kind of sat on my lap, and then we have pictures. Just his body leaned up against mine. To me, maybe I misinterpreted, but my interpretation was he's like, I feel safe with you. Mm. And I have the biggest grin on my face. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like wrap my arms around him, super heavy on me. And it was a long ride home. We take him out of the car and he like, we've got the leash on and he bursts out. And I'm like, oh, does he want to get away? But then he kind of stops to make sure I'm with him. And then we took this picture and it's one of the ones from the Instagram post. And we both have the biggest smile on our face. And yeah. he was so happy. And I knew right there, I was like, there's no way we're returning this guy. Yeah. And then he, within the next week, he like destroyed half of the things in our house. Perfect. Um, just, we gave him stupid, like two foot hard rubber toy that he like whipped me and everything <laughs> with it. And I was like, he's crazy. I was like, we also got him the wrong toy. And then my wife, who had experience with dogs her mm-hmm. whole life, Within like two days after getting him, leaves town for two weeks. Oh, God. So, so you're left. <laughs> I'm alone with this guy. Best thing that ever could have happened. Because oh. probably the first few days, one of the days he ate half of my shoe and okay. I had to take him to the emergency. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, it was bound to happen one day. So it's good. And it stressed Hopefully me it out. it was like not an expensive shoe. No, and uh, no, uh, I was able to replace it okay, for good. free, actually. Oh, great. Uh, there's a shoe okay. eating policy at the store. Great. And then I just, I remember the moment it was... So we had an upstairs kind of its own like studio where I would like my office. And at the beginning, the first month, he had the worst separation anxiety. I mean, crazy. And we were like, is this going to persist? Subside. It did. It did. Um, but like if I would leave to go upstairs, I would hear him and I would hear banging. Just, and so finally I was like, I guess I'll just bring you up with me. Mm-hmm. And he came up and he was like. I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure pet owners have, especially at the beginning. Like, we'd be sitting comfortably. I'd be on my laptop. He'd be cozying up. And I'd have to go to the bathroom. And I would get up. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay to stay here. He'd follow me to the bathroom. It's called a Velcro dog okay, in yes. the industry. <laughs> yes. He was Velcro. And it was so sweet, though. But also, I was like, oh, he was comfortable. We had a perfect situation. Yeah. And we've lost it. But then, so there was a window. And I was looking out the window. And he kind of came. And he wanted to look out the window. But it was too high. And I brought this little stool, and I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try to lift you up here. And Blanquita, our other dog, she had had some traumas in Costa Rica, and if you leaned over her, mm. she would get very upset. Mm-hmm. If you try to pick her up, no. Not happening. And so that's what I was used to. Yeah. But I was like, I really want to share this with you. I want to pick you up here. So like, I just looked at him. I said, I'm going to pick you up. And I picked him up under his arms, and I literally lifted him, all 55 <laughs> pounds, and set his feet on the stool. And he just looked at me with this trust and just these eyes and at that moment my heart melted and i was like i'm in love with you yeah and i've i haven't turned back this guy is the best friend i've ever had in my life i I miss him right now like our auras are so connected and we're we should have brought duke now i feel bad (laughs) no this place would not (laughs) be standing yeah um and we wouldn't be talking. similar to tina yeah it would not have been good he is and, and I'm I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I just no, get, I get off ramble. on him. That's what we're here for is the rambling and this connection because you you didn't think it was gonna happen. No, and I mean I I didn't know to what extent because even with Blanquita, like she was older and like I could never I, I loved her and we 
connected, but like not on this deep, deep level where we could communicate non-verbally and just mm-hmm. like know each other. We well, just and she know was each your other. wife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she they had built up such a bond. Yes. So with Duke, um, once I let go, because I was start the way it started, I was like, oh, this is so stressful all yeah. the time, and, and there's uh, where are the good moments, and then I realized like, sure, you're a pet owner. There's going to be a few moments, but. 99.9% of the time, the amount of love you feel mm-hmm. is, it's indescribable. It's so beautiful. It's worth a shoe here. It's, it's uh. worth all of it. Some stress here and there. And, you know, he's given me, he's, he's got a few accidents and done some <laughs> well. things, but it's, it's so worth it. And at that time, like, we were still four years into our fertility journey. Yeah. And I remember I had this realization one night and I was thinking, you know, I love this guy so much mm. and I didn't know if it was possible and I didn't know if it would be too much, if the stress would outweigh the love and all mm-hmm. that. And I think I had always kind of approached parenthood that way a little bit like, oh, my God, you got to worry about this and that and the other thing. There's so in this world, there's so lot. much. <laughs> Is it worth it? And then I realized it's going to be the same trade off. And not that I even had a choice in the matter. We were not able to conceive. But maybe something spiritually or whatever was getting in the way. Yeah. And then that night I, I wrote a little note and I told my wife, I said, you know, when we decided we wanted to adopt a dog, we could have gone anywhere Yeah. at any time. We happened to go to Annenberg and when Duke was there mm-hmm. and he is our soulmate. Really kismet. And, and, but how did that happen? It's not just luck. It happened. So I said, if we were to start the adoption process with a baby, mm-hmm. I have no doubt we'll find our exactly. perfect match the next morning. And then so so she said, so we were about to go on a trip to Africa. Uh-huh. And I was like, so let's just have it in the back of our mind in Africa that when we get back, maybe we dip our toe into the adoption. Sure. And the next morning, she took a pregnancy test and she was pregnant. Oh. And I really wow. believe Duke opened my heart to that. And now we have our son who's four months old. Oh, that's so beautiful. Or It's... um a lot of people who experience um these very hard difficult fertility i've seen a few of my friends go through it and it's so interesting that the moment they kind of let their guard down a bit or kind of come to peace with what they're going through it's like the next week someone finds out they're pregnant or i've i've met people who have been going through the adoption process and they get pregnant midway through mm-hmm. it or something like that. Because they let go. Yeah, because they they yeah. find a little peace with that that struggle, and it's kind of it's absolutely amazing that a dog brought that into your life. I, I credit him, just like Blanquita kind of like prepared me for saying goodbye to my mom. Yeah. Uh, Duke prepared me for welcoming Sonny. That's our son into mm. our lives, and he is the greatest big brother ever. And like the Duke's issue. I hate to say it's an issue, but yeah. it's cute, um, is that he has zero idea how big he is. Yeah. He thinks he's a mouse and he will pounce and he's heavy. And so we, I mean, he hasn't hurt Sonny yet. Established the, a few boundaries. We try. We try. <laughs> um, I can't, I, my wife, I can't get mad at Duke. Like I'm, I'm incapable of being <laughs> mad at him. I'm absolutely incapable. He could punch me in the face and be like, well, thank you for not doing it harder. <laughs> But he, so people prepared us for like bringing the baby home and all these things. Yeah. And so we did all the thing, let him smell some of his clothes and all that. And then I just kept repeating, you're the cool big brother. You're the cool big brother. You're the cool big brother. <laughs> Words of, or affirmations, morning yeah. affirmations. And he is 
obsessed with him, but mm-hmm. also has learned like sometimes with the crying at the beginning, he still does it every now and then. If Sonny starts crying, Duke literally is like, guys, watch out. I got this. I know Excuse how, me. Yeah. Cool he big go, brother here. Yeah, and he goes and he licks his feet and he's like, this will work. This will work. And Sonny's like, no. He's like, I don't know. It's up to you guys. I can't, I can't do it. I did him. my best, yeah. people. And sometimes like he was just like, he'll be sleeping and the crying will happen. He'll open one eye and be like, no, I can sleep through this. And mm-hmm. But he's learned to coexist with him. But he also like, it's so exciting to think about as Sonny gets a little bit bigger because he's known him from the beginning. Yeah. And they're they're developing this bond. He is so non-affected by Duke banging his nose into him. and like, That's good. It's so cute to watch them together. <laughs> and Duke, it, Duke paved the way for him. They your have poor such a wife. Connection. It's like boys club over at your and house. Chester's a boy as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think that, um, would you want to upset the apple cart? Would you want to try to bring in another pet? Do you think this this is possibly paradise? It's so funny. My wife was like, so just so you know, I won't be mad if you bring a dog oh. home tomorrow. And I was like, are you insane? <laughs> and she's like, I really won't. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I actually think I shouldn't look at anybody today. Cause, yeah. But like, I do feel everything's perfect. Even like my wife's like, you know. Two kids is 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 probably going to be great. He can have a sibling. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to catch my breath right he, now. Also, he has mm-hmm. a sibling. His name's Duke. Thank you. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you. Um, and so I'm always already like, whatever happens, happens. But yeah, uh, I'm catching my breath right now. So I was like, Are you crazy? We're barely hanging on here with because, uh, you know, she's breastfeeding exclusively. So I'm I'm all Duke all the time. Yeah, like, I'm his number one. Caretaker, yeah. yeah, which I love. But if we get a second pet, like I'm also going to be that pet's caretaker. And I also like have this thing, even like when we got Duke, I don't didn't want Chester to think like you're not enough. Yeah, I don't want Duke to think. But it could go the opposite way, and they're just like, "Thank you, somebody else He's to like, play with." Finally, someone my speed, yeah. out of my way, people. Yeah. He reminds me of Ernie. So <laughs> Chester and Duke are getting along now. It's so much better. Like you know the whole stereotype of cats and dogs but like it used to be Chester literally hid under our bed Mm -hmm. and I had to like reach an arm under to spend time with him or if he was on a walk with Jamie I know it was so sad and then we moved right before our baby came Mm -hmm. and we have it's like a basement but there's windows so it's not like this dark area and that's where my office is now Mm -hmm. and that's Chester's floor okay he's down there and so he roams around and so if if I'm alone down there Chester comes out and we cuddle and even if Duke comes in the room Chester sometimes oh. won't budge. Sometimes they'll be on the floor together okay. and they chase each other. Part of it is the way Chester doesn't play fair. He doesn't play fair with me or Duke. If he's getting, he tries to initiate a chase and then he runs out of bed. Okay. And we're like, guys, oh. game's over. Okay, Chester. Yeah. yeah. We can't do much no now. No fun. <laughs> yeah. And then he makes a noise like, why did you guys leave? Yeah. It's like, we can't play with you like this. Yeah. But he's not afraid of him anymore. Good. And that's key. And Duke never. His tail's always wagging with him. It's just that thing about you think he's tiny. He thinks he's tiny. Yeah. So you don't want him to stomp on Chester. But, like, it's such a dream come true. I get so happy when I see them together. Because it was sad when they weren't coexisting. Yeah, well, and it's, it's a transition. I don't know if you've seen it. it. This kind of floats around the Internet here and there. And it's this kind of chart of it takes three days for your pet to feel like, oh, I'm here, three weeks to settle in, and three months to see their fur- full personality. That part I heard, that like you're not going to see the real them until... Yes, yeah. and I always try to remind people when they're bringing pets into a home that have, has pets already, 
you know, Chester, as you said, was running the show and you brought a madman in. So (laughs) three, it seems like three months was a reasonable amount of time to, you know, help him adjust a little. more like nine, but yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And a new location. Some are slower than others, but. But that's Chester's personality. Can I ask you, um, what made you all choose to adopt? You could have. You know, with your hesitation around dogs, it probably would have been easier to buy a puppy or find a puppy. What what made you all take the ch- Honestly, it's a chance. Um, obviously, this is what I do for a living and I see amazing dogs every day. But full disclosure, it's taking a chance bringing a full grown animal into your home. What made you both feel comfortable doing that? To be honest, like I, we never even considered for a second anything but adoption, and I don't know if that's, um, I, I, it's just all I've ever done. Yeah. And I, it's funny, like it's when you saying that, it's the first time I've actually thought about it. Like, I think I've even somehow forgot you can get pets any other way. That's funny. Your, um, I wish more people would forget you could get pets other way. I mean, <laughs> other ways. It seems. Well, so, okay, when I got, when I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. my first adult pet, mm-hmm. my first pet that I got when I was an adult yes. uh, was Bella, and she was a tuxedo kitty. Um, she was six pounds. I love her so much. And she, um, I got her at an um, adoption fair, mm-hmm. and um, I was really, really, really poor at the time. I mean, really poor. So to me, it was like, Oh, I'd love to have a cat, and they're giving them away for free over here. So it's a plethora of cats, David. It <laughs> made sense. Um, and then it was like, oh well, that went so well. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. And I don't. And I know there's there's so much about the buying and the breeding that is not good. But anytime I used to, as a kid, go by a pet store, like I don't know, I had a sad feeling in my gut. It yeah. didn't feel good. And there was something also about like. At least for me, like when I'm ready to adopt, like I have, I have a little bit of a hole in my heart, a little bit of neediness. And yeah. I don't want somebody who's just like, I have my choice or whatever. Like, <laughs> like if they're, ad- if they're at a festival where it's like they may get this may be their last chance. I'm yeah. like, they're going to be pretty happy to come home with me. So there was that, too. A plus looking better than the other option. Yeah. So they're pretty grateful to come home with me. 100 percent. But it's also um your guys' social media is dialed. Ah, thanks. It's really the way you guys present them. Uh, we get a real feel of the personality, and for both my wife and I, it's like, and I think almost every pet owner, yeah. it's about that soul connection. Do you feel that connection with your pet? Mm-hmm. And you guys make it really easy. If it's online dating, for instance, like you can see a picture and a description and maybe a text with somebody. But like until you get that first date, you don't know the energy. But you guys have gotten us as close as possible with video and very, very clever, humorous descriptions. And it feels like you've got a pretty good idea of who you're about to go meet before you go meet them. So it's almost like coming to close the deal. Yeah. And so you guys made it really easy for us. And I mean, I guess we could have gone to any shelter, but the reason we came here specifically was your social. Like, I'm going to carry that along to the higher ups. I think a lot of people (laughs) would say the same thing. I think they would say the same thing. Thank you. Well, I just it's it means a lot when someone who has a platform or can speak about these things and 
is in circles that matter makes these choices to adopt because a lot of people who have a lot of resources are not 20 years old and struggling to right. have their first animal. You know, they don't go buy a $25,000 furry French bulldog. That's all the rage right now. Mm -hmm. They choose to not just come to us, but go to any shelter and give an animal a chance that needs a chance. And you gave one a chance that was on his third chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little did you know. I know. It was such an interesting life for my guy. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, such a short time. We always Dude. wonder, like, if he, like, responds to a certain thing that's unusual. We're like, I wonder if that's something the old owner said or did. Or yeah. there's a voice that he recognizes that's like that owner. But yet it's still so connected to you. Yeah. And I think that's important for people who are looking to adopt to realize as well is that... The love doesn't run out on yeah. the first owner or because of what happened to these animals. Yeah. Prior to you owning them, they have that capacity to love. Yeah. Oh, and my God. His heart is so big. Duke's proven it. Yeah. Do you think you've converted anyone into into adopting who have met Duke and you're like, listen, there's no other way to go. This is. Uh, I mean, we've definitely converted people on the pet space. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like. I mean, everybody I know adopts. Every every single person. That's I good. Know. That means you're in a good circle. David. Every, but even in our neighborhood, yeah. every dog we meet. Oh, what did you adopt him? What did you adopt? Oh, that's good. And I think also like going back to my first adoption. I mean, as a kid, also we always adopted from the shelter. I think my parents were very cheap, also. But that was it's okay. Whatever it takes. Yeah. But I've never ever had a bad adoption experience. In in fact, I've had such life changing beautiful experiences that it's like yeah, maybe if I had had a horrifying experience like maybe, was it because I adopted yeah. should I have done something else but like it has been magical mm. my pets have been some of the closest relationships I've ever had and the most beautiful love filled and they've all been adoptions that's beautiful you're exactly who we want telling this story, David. It's just I the truth. really appreciate you coming today and I we were chatting before and that's what we're here for is not just these easy stories of I've always been obsessed with animals and I, it was just time to get another. You really overcame a fear and you trusted that human animal bond to kind of pull you through it. And I'm so glad it's worked out for you. It's beyond worked out. And I think actually it applies to everything in life, like mm -hmm. any fear you have. If you conquer it on the other side of it is magic. Yeah. And conquering that fear like... I, my relationship with Duke, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Mm -hmm. And I got it because I overcame a fear. Yeah. And maybe we'll get you another dog, but not right now because you have <laughs> plenty on your plate. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so for our listeners who are looking to learn more about your work, about what you're doing, if they want to follow you and Duke on the <laughs> Internet, where, where can we find your latest work and what you're doing lately, David? Okay, my website is called thedavidhoffman.com, T-H-E. David, and I spell Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Mm -hmm. uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of David Hoffmans in the world. Uh, actually, we were, one of our staff were Googling you this morning, and it came up with a very large bodybuilder. Yes. <laughs> so when I met my wife, she told my parents, her parents, that I met this guy, David Hoffman. They Googled, and they were like, they found that guy. And they were like trying to be gentle about it. They're like, wow, he's really in shape. He's <laughs> FYI, um, it's a man in a tiny little Speedo. So. 
a huge bodybuilder. Huge man. Yeah, there's a lot of us. But so, but my website makes it clear I'm the yes. David Hoffman. Yes. And uh, my Instagram, where I have pictures of Duke and things like that and other fun stuff, uh, is MR Mr. David Hoffman. So MR David Hoffman. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming today and thank you for adopting Duke. Thank you for having Duke here for us to adopt. And maybe we'll have a family reunion. Oh, my. <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I'm, I'm bursting about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. The Petspace podcast was brought to you by Wallace Annenberg Petspace. To learn more, please visit annenbergpetspace.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and be sure to share with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Petspace Podcast. 